Green was a blimp of galaxies. In our galaxy, are billions of planets, but there's only one Earth. Kuzuzangpo, welcome to another exciting episode of One Earth, a program for the environment. For this episode, we have a story of an individual making a real impact on the environment. Today, we have a true eco-warrior amongst our midst. Someone whose passion for vegetarianism and environmental conservation is nothing short of inspiring. Let's meet the remarkable Karmadindu. I think I will go the tried and tested route, which is uh, I want to thank BBS <laughs> for having invited me and especially you, Tanjin, for finding me and then inviting me to be a guest on your show. And I guess as a Buddhist, I always like to share uh, that there are no coincidences. So I feel that we must have had some karmic connection. And although you've invited me here in a professional capacity, I'm already enjoying uh, my conversation with you so much. So I'm Karma Dendu. The first name that I got as a child was when I, I, I believe I was a very sickly kid. So my mom says the name I got was Igne. It's actually a Sanskrit, uh, it's a tricky name, but in, in uh, Sanskrit, the name is Vasu Bandhu. Vasu and Bandhu also means, Vasu means uh, air, and air or ether, mm-hmm. and Bandhu means friend in Bengali and all of that. In that very same sense, I've always had this passion to find out what names mean? Karma dendru. Karma actually means tile, and the word karma actually means enlightened activity. Mm-hmm. It can, on many levels, only mean activity because karma, like you know, how in, in a very uh, the loose use of the word is like you know bad karma, good karma. It can just mean action itself also. But karma uh, means tile, and uh, both of it means actually enlightened activity. And uh, dendru uh, means uh, siddhartha. And uh, Siddhartha in a sense, because I'm not trying to say anything here, mm-hmm. because Siddhartha, Sid, Sid, Sid would mean den, and Drup would mean Artha in, in the Sanskrit word Siddhartha, the name that the Buddha had as a prince was called Siddhartha. And Dendrup would, uh, a literal translation of the word Siddhartha would be Denkin Drubai. So Karma Dendrup, uh, the name, I got this name when, um, I, after my first name was Igne, then the second name Karma Dendrup was given to me given to me in a sense but uh, my mom got it from the 16th karmapala i believe it was one of the last names that he gave before he went on to the us and passed away so the 16th karma rangjung uh, rikpe doji i think his chen uh, is so i got that name karma dendu from him so what i do is i have a small inheritance for, uh, through the hard work of my parents so that affords me the time that i can spend with my daughters i have two daughters now and my wife and uh, while I would like to call myself a filmmaker, a TV host, or a freelance journalist and all of that, mm-hmm. what I identify myself most as is a Bhutanese citizen and um, more of a father and a husband than anything else. Karma Dendup is not your ordinary advocate for the environment. He is a force of nature, a beacon of hope for those who believe in a sustainable future. Karma is a founder of the NGO called Changsin Mandi.
karma is a vegetarian? Why and how did karma begin his journey? Johnson, Johnson, Monday. Johnson, Johnson, Monday. Johnson, Johnson, Monday. The, the way this vegetarian journey started is it, it all started with me uh, being asked to cover a panel discussion at the RIM in Simtukha. There was a joint um, panel discussion held by Gekul Drugda, that is the volunteer group of uh, His Eminence uh, Gelwa Dokhamba, Rimuche, and uh, then the Shungtratsang. And uh, the panel consisted of uh, three guest speakers, and it was moderated by Namge Zam. A colleague of mine when yes. we used to work when she used to work here in Bhutan, and who's a vegetarian herself. And uh, the the whole panel discussion was an acharya bought the spiritual reason behind why one should adopt a vegetarian mm-hmm. life. Then there was Emily Pearson who bought in the health reasons of why one should adopt a vegetarian life because mm-hmm. it, you you can lead a healthier life. And actually, she was vegan. And uh, then the third person was David Young who does Green Monday in Hong Kong. And he bought in this aspect uh, of the environmental impact of meat. And that was a shocker for me. I mean, like, I never thought that not eating meat would uh, have an environmental impact. Mm-hmm. And not just a small impact, which I am sure by from in the length of our conversation, I will be able to shed uh, maybe a small light to what uh, meat and the dairy industry does to our planet. So while doing the coverage of that uh, panel discussion, I could not find a reason why not to adopt an environmental, I mean, to adopt a vegetarian life. As a child, Karma was not a vegetarian. Karma shares that he was once a person who would sometimes even eat meat three meals a day. He was working for the BBS, the Bhutan Broadcasting Service, where he made TV programs. So when did Karma decide to change? I was not a very good employee of the BBS when I used to work here because I was a voracious meat eater when I used to eat meat. I was those kind of people who could not eat meat, uh, eat a meal without meat in it. But then I was the kind of person who was sick almost every month and my tonsils used to really get inflamed. I couldn't get up without taking a course of antibiotics. Nothing would help. Only a course of amoxicillin would get me back on my feet. And after I stopped uh, eating meat and eating a more healthy plant-based diet, I can't remember the last time I took a course of antibiotics. One of the push or the inspiration behind why I turned vegetarian is my former manager of Changse Monday. Uh, her name was Pema Yangso and a shout out to her because uh, she, was a veg- she was a vegan. And uh, when I started Changse Monday, I had no plans of turning vegetarian, but like, I was sharing there are no coincidences in the beginning of this Mm -hmm. show. Similarly, Pema coming on board as a vegan, uh, she raised the bar for me. And while I couldn't turn vegan and I still haven't, I still try to lead a vegan life predominantly. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so because she was vegan, it inspired me to become a vegetarian. Continuing this journey, Karma became aware of the devastating impact of the meat industry on our environment. It was a wake-up call that led him down a path of self-discovery and advocacy. I was thinking about uh, when you called me to be a guest on your show and you shared that it was an environment show. And I was so happy that uh, BBS has a show uh, on radio 
and it's uh, dedicated to uh, environmentalism. And after that, I started to think about what I could bring to the table as a guest. And uh, because of that, I went on to, like I shared in the beginning, uh, that I was doing a bit of background study. I was trying to fine-tune the data or the statistics that I can share with regard to the meat industry and, you know, the environmental impact of that. And one quote which popped up, which shook me, I had seen it before, but I never really paid attention to it, is the fact that human beings are the only species on this planet who is systematically destroying our own habitat. And I'm getting goosebumps, not in a good way when I'm saying this, because it's scary because I don't know how much, how long I will live, uh, mm. you know, how, how much of my life is left to be on this planet. But I can think of my daughters and I can think of my nephews, my niece. When I extend that circle further, my friends, children, in that same way, the country, the future generation, you keep expanding your circle and you'd see that, you know, there are so many humans, so many children who, who, who will not be able to see so many of the animals and the birds and the insects and the bugs which are currently inhabiting mm. our planet. And so for me, to be uh, an environmentalist or to wake up to climate change is a fundamental responsibility of all of us mm. as a human being. Even what I do with regard to Changsem Monday, be it Bodhi Tree Bhutan, my Buddhism show, which used to be called Changchup Shing on BBS, but I've been continuing with the show as a YouTube channel and a Facebook and an Instagram page. And while all of those things are, are branches of, of the person that I am, the trunk of it is that I'm a father. And uh, fatherhood has, has been a boon, a gift to me that, that has made me see life and in a, in a whole new way and it's also put on this uh, responsibility on my shoulder to leave a better planet for my daughters and i hope that with the work and everything that i do i'm able to expand that responsibility to the rest of the future generations of bhutan and the rest of the world and i feel what climate change and the pandemic while they have taught us many lessons and we've lost a lot of lives innocent mm -hmm. lives which could have been avoided but what the one message which I take from such global calamities and such global issues is the fact that borders are man-made. And uh, the coronavirus did not infect only Chinese or Japanese or Indian. It, it, it refused to see nationality. And in that very same sense, when it comes to global warming, it, uh, climate change as well, it doesn't see that, okay, I'll only... Uh, be a problem from the for the Maldives or I'll just be a problem for the Fiji island or mm -hmm. for Hawaii. Any national, uh, I mean, global calamity is a reminder for me that, you know, we share this and it's our planet. Karma soon became a vocal advocate, passionately sharing his knowledge about the environmental benefits of plant-based diets with his peers. His infectious enthusiasm caught the attention of like-minded individuals and now we can see the progress of how many people have joined this movement on Karma's social media handle, Jangsem Monday. And Karma hopes that he will be able to share the message more via radio programs just like this one. Over the years, Karma has become a leading figure in the world of environmental advocacy. He's worked with organizations, spread this movement to schools, and considers teachers as ones who will take this movement forward. The fact that teachers now are the highest paid in the country 
the highest paid profession in the country yeah. is 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 something that I can feel pride for mm. as a Bhutanese. Because I strongly believe, like the Vietnamese monk who passed away, Thich Han says, mm-hmm. he shares this quote, which I share on every Teachers' Day, that happy teachers will change the world, mm-hmm. and I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I've added to the fact that happy mothers will also change the world. And these two things, if we can remember, you know, happy teachers will change the world because a happy teacher will be teaching something to their students. Five of them, ten of them, twenty or thirty of them, mm. you know, and he'll be teaching it in a passionate, in an inspired way. And what that child picks up, whatever I have been able to do in my life, I give credit to my mom and dad. But more than then, now as a parent itself, also, one thing I was tell- sharing with my wife just a few weeks back is I'm so grateful. I mean, for selfish reasons, mm-hmm. that there are education institutes and there are schools in the uh, schools in the country that you can send your children off and maybe have like six or seven hours of free time. But having said that, the teachers they have their hands full trying to be able mm. to educate and bring our child up to speed with the current times. And I am so grateful, and I and I want to thank all the teachers all over the country who are doing an excellent job. The one question we could all be asking. Does becoming a vegetarian really help the environment? Like how I was sharing about how interdependence and mm-hmm. Buddhist philosophy and uh, and and you know how uh, nobody is independent and we are dependent on everybody else, even for commodities and products and what we see in our in our world. The meat as a product mm-hmm. is 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 not an exception in that in that regard. So, like I was sharing, by doing Changsem Monday, it has deepened my. the uh, belief and conviction in buddhism because buddhism talks about tende about interdependence and dependent origination whatever label suits you i'm fine with it as long as you get the meaning and the point being that animals need to eat as uh, just like us humans and the carbon footprint of raising if i can just throw some data and like i shared the disclaimer is that i'm not an environmental expert and there is uncle auntie google and there is youtube Aja or Aku, and you can you know always cross check and uh, fine tune your data. But one meatless Monday post that we share on Changsem Monday, it shares that one pound of beef to produce one pound of beef, it's equivalent to thirty one miles. And I've had this conversation with the Meatless Monday Foundation in in the US as well as. I said we here in Bhutan we don't follow that metric of pounds and mm-hmm. gallons and ounces you know so I was trying to tell them that we can you give us a infographic which we can share where it says in liters and kilometers <laughs> and kilograms because then people can relate to it better so just quickly uh, an um, approximate number one pound is a little less than five hundred grams so one, let's go with the uh, metric that five hundred grams of beef. 500 grams of beef and 31 miles a mile is little over 1.5 kilometers mm. what this graphic to make it digestible for us here in bhutan what that means is to produce half a kilogram of beef that is equivalent uh, half a kilogram of beef is equivalent to tandi driving from paro from thimphu to paro the carbon footprint that you will leave of from driving from thimphu to paro little bit past paro maybe till drugelsi the carbon footprint of you driving your car a fossil fuel car is equivalent to half half a kg of beef now how do we make the connection of this is people are like 
comes together to come out with the metric that I'm sharing the mm. carbon footprint so you can just add or multiply or divide removing the human the living part of a cow even these metrics are it's is astounding um, a simpler way of explaining that would be see an acre of land one acre of land if we grew vegetables there or fruits there it would be able to feed say approximately uh 1000 people see one acre of land for the sake of this conversation a hypothetical situation see one acre of land feeds a thousand people that same acre of land will not be able to sustain even 100 cows because cows eat throughout the day yes. they have i think two or three or i don't know how many digestive you know systems mm. they eat almost throughout the day first part of it is the animal consuming that the other environmental impact is the poop the cow dung so the what the central um, harmful thing that the cow emits is methane and methane is again like i shared in the beginning please uh, uh, anybody can google the thing it some say it's 27 times more harmful than carbon some say it's 80 something times more but let's just go for the sake of under, uh, making understanding easy it is a lot more harmful than carbon and we are obsessed with carbon and in the even not only bhutan the us europe everywhere all we are talking about is the carbon footprint we are not talking about the methane footprint you know and at the end of the day if we start analyzing and scrutinizing and researching environmental impact and environment properly you will come across that carbon is not really the problem actually we are carbon plants sequester carbon carbon everything is carbon at the end of this furniture everything is carbon the main problem is 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 methane is other greenhouse gas emissions which we can't even name some of them are very complicated with regard to now those are the direct impact of raising meat now what happens with uh, growing karma feed it's so the so that the audience may understand it easily mm-hmm. is we here that the amazon is being cleared the rainforest the amazon used to be the lungs of of our planet that they say they clear um one acre per second they also say that 91% of the amazon being cleared is for animal feed why they are clearing this amazon forest is they are clearing it so that they can grow soy and why are they growing the soy so that they can feed it to the cows and why are they feeding it the cows so that we can have our steak our hamburger and at the end of the day all you need to understand with regard to the environmental impact of meat is that it is an inefficient way to generate food not only is it inefficient it's not healthy also we think that meat is good for us because it gives us protein we think that dairy is good for us because it gives us calcium the calcium that we get from milk is not even usable for the human body it's a gimmick that they came out with in the US that big dairy came out with in the US so that the dairy farmers could sell their milk and the funny thing is i was recently watching a a show on netflix it's called unwell 
and it's talking about all these new medical trends like you know essential oils beehive therapy and things like that and there there was a new fad which is called breast milk human breast milk people are some of them bodybuilders are consuming in the if you're in the US or in the Europe you can go online and maybe on Amazon or some website on eBay you can purchase human breast, breast milk, milk to consume for bodybuilding and i was watching that and i was getting grossed out you know and i was but the funny thing is as i got grossed out i was thinking are why am i getting grossed out with the fact that we are consuming human to human milk mm-hmm. when i don't have that apprehension or the skepticism with regard to another species milk we are cool with goat milk we are cool with cow's milk but we are not cool with it, human breast mm-hmm. milk so that's how demented or in many ways our thought process has become so subject to popular culture that you know mm-hmm. it gets uncomfortable for us to think about human breast milk when in fact the same species but coming back to dairy and the environmental impact of that you know we think that uh, meat is healthy but like i shared the calcium in the milk is not useful for us if anything if you start scrutinizing and researching people who have cancer you can actually switch on cancer and switch off cancer by the i keep forgetting the name of the it starts with a c only it's very similar to a word like cancer itself there is a thing in milk which when you consume it if you are a cancer if you are a cancer patient in remission and all of that this is very useful information mm-hmm. because if you are still consuming dairy whenever you consume that milk especially in women i forgot i didn't want to scare your audience so much but even a glass of milk per day raises your chance by almost 70% of uh, getting breast cancer in women a glass of milk i think it's a half a glass of milk mm-hmm. or something if you are daily and as a kid we got up thinking that oh only drink, drink your milk it'll make your bones stronger mm-hmm. think about it no if the bones were stronger if you go to the us and the europe and you look at the statistics they have the worst <laughs> bones their bones <laughs> you have you know old people with hip fractures i'm not laughing because of the pain and the suffering that they're going through it's just appalling that such kind of yeah. data and such kind of propaganda exists in this day and age and with regard to the protein that meat is supposedly supposed to have have you ever heard of anyone being protein deficient because it's not there the protein that we need is minuscule mm. and you can get it easily from plant sources what we need to ask ourselves is all the so called nutrients that we attribute to meat is second hand nutrient because a cow by itself or a pig by itself or a goat by itself doesn't have all of these nutrients all of the nutrients that they have they get it from the plants so mm. what we are doing when we are saying we are getting our protein we are getting our whatever omega 3 and all of that from from animals or fish and all of that that second hand nutrients you're getting and if you want to get it get the first hand the good one the good calcium that works on you which is there in kale spinach in legumes and all of that you know it's all there in the plant kingdom you don't you can just get rid of the middleman and get it directly from your plant mm-hmm. source and i'm proof of it he spoke not only about the benefits of vegetarianism but also about the urgent need to protect our environment mm-hmm. but coming back to the environmental impacts of of dairy and meat that's what's happening either the, first of all the carbon footprint of uh, raising meat is too huge secondly rainforest forest uh, all of this thing is happening so that people can either set up plants where you can process meat and grow animals or you are clearing up forest so you can grow animal feed and the other thing is the animal excrement 
the the methane that comes out from cows and all the chicken and the pigs you know mm-hmm. there are so many documentaries where you see that the settlement around these meat processing units you know mm-hmm. these these farms where animals kfos confined animal i don't know it's called kfos confined animal farming operations yeah these kfos basically are animal prisons yeah it's the sim- the most closest thing the only similarity whenever i think of kfos is is the 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 holocaust in in the jew thing you yeah. know the the nazi holocaust in in the in europe the concentration camps that the jews were subject to and that's what i see when i see a kfo and the settlements around that place not only are the people who work in these uh, meat processing units living an unhealthy life psychologically and physically but because of the excrement the huge amount of excrement that comes mm-hmm. out from this it pollutes the groundwater mm-hmm. and then it seeps down mm-hmm. you know so it it pollutes the the soil the water people who live around that settlement don't have fresh drinking water to drink mm-hmm. which as it is is a scarcity here in bhutan and the rest of the world it's like many climate uh, experts say you know the rest the next war will be for water and we can see that here in bhutan as well also be it uh, we live with perennial what used to be perennial uh, snow capped uh, mountains in the himalayas which is fast uh, receding you know mm. and the problems that will come from from that is, is is i don't think we have even really sat down and quantified that today karma continues his tireless efforts to promote vegetarianism and environmental consciousness He's a living testament to the power of one person's passion to change the world, reminding us all that we can be eco-champions in our own right. Before we wrap up the program for today, if anyone wants to start out with a simple vegetarian diet, Karma has one just for you. Oats Oats is something which I've been religiously trying to incorporate in my extended family and uh, in my own diet. And earlier for me honestly oats used to be my n- not feeling well or my ill day diet. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any nice memories associated with it. Uh, there are two ways to prepare this oats. Uh one way is to cook it and cooking it is so simple that it 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 it's a joke. Uh, I mean it's it's It's, it's unbelievable and this works for most of us because uh, office goes because in the morning you don't really need to even tochhe or zao you have to make tea mix the zao or cereal and all of that takes takes a, takes a little bit more time but oats for me given my uh, this uh, this recipe that i'm sharing with you serves one person and the prep time for this recipe is maybe 2 minutes and this 2 minutes prep time means you just need to cut the oats packet <laughs> pour it into your pot that's the prep time for it after that what you can do is if you are a vegetarian then you can add milk but i so i just add water to filtered water preferably so you uh, if you want it dry then you can obviously add less water but i like to have it a bit soupy so i add 2 cups of water to it and uh, the more soupy you want you just add more water and i add 4 big spoons of oats and that's enough for me to sustain so okay you put it on the stove and you cook for literally 5 minutes and your oats are ready and you can stir it and to give it um, more flavor you can add maybe almonds to it maybe you can add cashew if you like cashew whatever choice of nuts that you would like you can add uh, pumpkin seeds you can add sunflower seeds 
all these seeds that you whatever you like a thumb rule would be to uh, add a fistful especially cashew because although it's good fat you don't want to you know too much of anything is not mm-hmm. good for your health so a thumb rule is to have a fistful then you can add pomegranate seeds to it you can slice bananas onto it any choice of fruit that you want with it and you mix it up and there voila breakfast in less than five minutes and the best part about this is while throughout the length of our conversation we talked about the fallacy of the calcium in milk and the protein in meat and the omega-3 in fish one thing that nobody talks about but now the conversation at least in the u.s and as well as in india also i can see people talk about is fiber fiber is something that we definitely need Mm -hmm. and the more the merrier the better your gut health and all of that that's a topic for another discussion but fiber and what uh, oats has is uh, when when it comes to fiber fiber is divided into two i think Mm -hmm. soluble and insoluble fiber and luckily in oats you have both of it Mm -hmm. and what that does is it really cleans up your system uh, as it goes down starting from the time that you chew it in your mouth to through your through your throat to your digestive system and uh, later beyond that so it really has positive impacts so that's the the breakfast and the cooking recipe mm. of that my choice which i which has made me fall in love with oats now is something that you will find in maybe 811 you do find it then you'll find it in uh, shop number seven and in most groceries not most a few select grocery stores here in thimpu is rolled oats yeah so if you look at the label and it says rolled oats you can have rolled oats even without cooking it and how my wife does it and i haven't done it myself is that she keeps it soaked at night and the next morning all you need to do is you do all the rest of the things that i told you about and you can just add you know your choice of nuts that you like and you don't need to get it right the first time it's not it's a no cook breakfast recipe so if you need to get to office you need to drop your kids and all of that and this is a great source of fiber so it really helps your you know you know going to your bathroom or all of that also a meat heavy diet also is makes you constipated and the diet that i'm sharing with uh, everyone right now it's it's great for constipation as well also. this one you don't even need to cook it overnight soak it overnight. and um, for added flavor uh, because i don't drink dairy my wife adds soy milk and time to time she'll add almond milk but i even without this <laughs> alternative milk i still love it to veganize it you can always replace the dairy with with alternative uh, plant based milk and another thing that you can do to make it even healthier mm-hmm. is because some people do add sugar but if you don't add sugar then some people add honey but and it does uh, really enhance the flavor but if you want to go vegan with that then you can add like in my case uh, maple syrup a better choice than maple syrup which i prefer because there is something to chew on is dates anyone who's listening right now who's living a vegan life dates is the best replacement for sugar it makes your dish whatever dessert or whatever food that you're trying to make uh, a sweet dish that you're trying to make sweeter but you get the added benefits of what dates give just potassium and you know all those rest of the healthy soluble nutrients that you can get from plants so those are the two recipes and it takes you less than five minutes Mm -hmm. great for your health and great for the environment also This is part one of the conversation. Stay tuned for an enlightening conversation with the one and only Karma Tendrup right here on One Earth. Remember, we only have one Earth.